welcome back to the MCAT Mastery Podcast. My name is Monica, and you've probably heard my voice on some of the top scorer interviews before. And today I have Ariana back, and we're just going to discuss grit and perseverance and how important all of that is to MCAT prep and just professional fields in general and medical school, as Ariana can probably expand on. But yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today, and we think grit in general is really important just in life. So let's launch right in. I think one of the most important things to just start off with, and I know Ariana has a lot of tutoring experience because she's tutored with us for a while. I see a lot of students in my position, so we've seen a lot of the common issues that like students are struggling with, but I don't know if you want to like expand on that a little bit more since you've had like a more direct line to students, but just starting off with like the common challenges that we see with MCAT prep. Yeah, Monica, for sure. And it's good to be back. I'm excited to talk about this because it is an important topic. Um, so I think there are a couple different things that I've noticed that students may struggle with. One is plateauing, like a big issue, especially once you kind of get over 500 is you hit maybe 503 or 505 or even 510 and you're stuck and you feel like you can't do anything to get past that no matter what what changes. And kind of the flip side of that is fluctuations where like one test, you may score a 512 and then another practice test, you may be scoring like a 499 and you're like, what's going on? Um, so those are two really big issues. And then, of course, like the stress, the anxiety, pressure, some of that is from like peers, yourself, family, financial stress that comes in from just having to like focus on this test or take this test. I think those are like all big ones that I've seen tutoring and some of them have even experienced myself and I'm sure you did too when you were studying to take the MCAT. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And these are things like the stress and anxiety that you get from these things. Like from my own experience, I had plateaus and definite fluctuations where it was like 500 one time and then like 497 and you're just like, that's not a huge fluctuation, but it might've been bigger than that. But that's kind of where grit and perseverance come in then because that type of stress, it's kind of ongoing and you're always having to like reconfront like these things that are coming up, I think. And so being able to kind of combat that is a huge part of the MCAT, just like the mindset piece of being able to persevere. I'm not sure if you want to expand on that a little bit more. Yeah, I totally agree. So one of the biggest things I think with the MCAT is exactly what you said, grit. And to kind of define grit for anybody who's listening, Um, and maybe doesn't really know exactly what we mean by that. Grit is the combination of passion and perseverance. And so it's having kind of the passion enough about whatever you're doing to help you push forward, even when you're worn out and tired, and the perseverance, which is just to keep going. And so I think you need perseverance for the MCAT, and you need some level of passion for the field to get through it. And so both of those are really needed, and that gives you grit, which is really what helps pull you through studying and ultimately taking and mastering the MCAT. Right, right. And then I think like grit is just something in life that can help you when challenges come up just in general. And I think the MCAT itself, in a way, like it is an obstacle before medical school. It is an obstacle just in general, like a huge test that you have to confront. But I feel like it's meant to teach you like these type of skills, like the skills that are going to apply to medical school, the skills that are going to help you in life. Like you might not need to know the content exactly as you learned it on the MCAT later on, but having grit, having that passion and perseverance combo, like that will always be helpful later on in life and in medical school, I think. 
Yeah. And if you think about even the fact that it's a seven, seven and a half hour test, like part of that is not just for your own like torture to make you hate life, but also it is because one day you're going to have to be pulling 12 hour shifts, 14 hour shifts overnight in the hospitals. And so they want to go ahead and see now, can you kind of honestly just suck it up and push through even when it's not the best, because you know, you have to do it to get to where you want to go or to do what you need to do. And so I think like so many things we talk about, especially at MCAT Mastery, the MCAT is just the opportunity to really either develop or kind of improve on these skills and then use them later in life, whether it's med school, other aspects, just like general life, you also need them. Definitely. And as we've talked about in the past, like as somebody who's moving on in life and not pursuing medicine, but I took the MCAT, all of these skills have benefited me professionally going forward as well. So exactly like you said, just all these skills in life and things like that, that are more mindset related and strategical rather than like content related, which is what we're big on at MCAT Mastery are super helpful. But yeah, launching, I guess, more into grit because we started with defining it. But I think letting students kind of know what the characteristics are so that they can see if they have what it is that grit kind of encompasses. So we have like a few characteristics here. And I think they kind of help develop what grit means to an individual on like an individual level um, so that they can kind of, you know, figure out whether or not they're feeling as though they have grit or if they need to develop it a little bit more um, if you're kind of <laughs> get what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's a great idea to go through. We'll go through some of the characteristics of grit, because like you said, one of the biggest things about grit grit is that it requires a growth mindset. And so part of us discussing the different characteristics is not if you don't identify with some of them to say, oh, I don't have it. I must not be able to do it. But instead to look at it and go, oh, I might not be all the way where I need to be in this area. How can I improve on this and move forward and develop it further so that I get to that point? And so I think that's like a really big thing to keep in mind as we go forward with some of these characteristics. If you don't have it or you feel weak in that area, recognize that. And we're also going to talk about some ways to improve it and that sort of thing so that you can ultimately develop grit and get through this and other things that life throws at you. Starting with some characteristics, I think the biggest one like that comes to mind right off the bat is commitment. And that just means like you're going to do it. And for the MCAT, you kind of have to decide like you're going to do it. You have to register for it. And so I think just being committed to actually completing it is really important for grit. Definitely. I feel like sometimes with the MCAT, it's really easy to like sit down and be like, I'm not actually going to schedule the test until... I'm like halfway through and like feeling a little bit wishy-washy about it. And that's completely fine. It's so fine to feel stressed out and overwhelmed and want more time to think about things. But eventually, in order to fully launch yourself and put everything you have into studying, I think that commitment is really necessary. If you have a test date and you know that it's coming up, the studying that you're going to be getting in is you will have that deadline to like hold you accountable, if that makes sense. And so just committing to knowing that you are going to put everything you have into the journey is just a huge part of getting started with grit and being able to persevere because you have devoted yourself to it so intensely and so fully. Totally. And I think that's another reason we like push students and we want to work with students really to develop schedules because that's another way to hold yourself accountable. And I think you can look at commitment as holding yourself accountable to actually completing it too. And so figuring out ways to do that, whether it's a schedule, whether it's having like rewards after you do something, 
all of those different things play a role. But another thing that happens is anytime you hold yourself to something, you will kind of face setbacks, no matter what it is, like nobody's really able to do anything 100% perfect all the time. And so then it becomes when you face the setbacks, what are you going to do about it? And I think this is where resilience really comes into play. And the principle or the idea of like, when you get knocked down, getting back up and going back to it. Um, and we see this a lot in MCAT with tutoring, like people get really upset when they miss questions. And so then you kind of have to flip your mindset and say, okay, every time I miss a question, this is an opportunity to like get better and to learn more and to move forward. And I think that's one of those things that is throughout MCAT prep and throughout life, you really need to use and being resilient is a skill you'll use always. Definitely. Definitely. And I think with tutoring, that's a great thing that you bring up. And I think with the MCAT resilience comes in two different ways too. Like there's resilience. There's like almost three types. There's resilience, like question to question. So if you get a question wrong, like being resilient, being able to like, you know, the MCAT is putting hard questions on there to see how you're going to react. And if you're able to like bounce back from that and also section to sections, we all know it starts with chem and phys, which is a hard section for a lot of people. I struggled with that section. And being able to kind of be resilient and bounce back. So on test day, like, let's say you found that section really, really hard being able to move on then to the car section and have a short memory. I feel like that's a huge part of resilience, just like in the moment resilience as well. Even if you don't, it is test day. So you don't know how it went for sure, but you are feeling like a little bit down, um, just being able to bounce back. And then also, of course, practice test to practice test. That's a huge one as well. If you are plateauing, for example, and you're stuck at like a 500, getting 500s, you know, five times in a row, or you're retaking the exam, for example, um, being able to get back on the horse and just treat every practice test like it's a new practice test. And again, having a short memory and not letting each practice exam kind of bleed over into the next one. So I feel like there's a whole bunch of different opportunities for resilience with the MCAT. And I I was going to say, I really like your idea of the short mindset, because that leads us a lot to the idea of mental toughness. And like exactly what you said, when you roll out of chem phys, a lot of times you'll be like, oh man, I just bombed this test. Like I've ruined it. It's over. Like even in practice tests that happens. And so recognizing that that is something that's going to occur, you do want to have a short memory because you don't want to bring all that negativity into cars with you. And then you actually do, maybe you did final chem phys, but your mindset was so messed up. You actually end up hurting yourself in cars. And I think that's where mental toughness comes into play. We're remembering, even if in the moment it feels like you didn't do well. And I will honestly say like that feeling does not go away. Now as like a second year student, I still walk out of every single test and I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I did it this time. And so you have to almost be uncomfortable being uncomfortable and not let that shake you and just say, okay, well, I worked my butt off. Like I did this as much as I could. I put in and something one of my friends and I, when we talk after the exam, something we always say to each other is like, well, is there anything else you could have done? Nope. There's nothing else I could have done. Um, And so I think that's an aspect of mental toughness is just how much work you put in and recognizing you may feel anxious, you may feel upset and that's okay, but not holding on to that so much. It messes up your other sections or your next practice test. Or like you said, if you're retaking, having to retake the test again. Yeah, I'm glad that you bring up like that real world experience. Like this isn't something that goes away either. And being mentally tough, being able to catch the things that life throws at you. For example, you know, a lot of people just in professional life and on the pre-med track in general, I feel like this is common, just having like 
a lot of anxious thoughts surrounding grades, surrounding your GPA, surrounding the MCAT, for sure. And then, of course, that comes with medical school as well. You have exams, you have several years to get through. And so anxiety and stress, those are things that might not go away on this path. And so being able to kind of separate yourself from those thoughts and just remind yourself that those thoughts can pass, like you don't need to really ruminate on them and just being kind to yourself. I think these are like mindset related things and it is mental toughness. It's almost kindness as well. Like being able to bounce back almost requires you to give yourself a little bit of a break and say, yeah, I prepared as much as I could. There was nothing else I could have done. I love that. That's a great thing to say because you did, you truly did everything you could. And so it's almost like a coping mechanism as well. Just like how do you deal with failure? Do you let that anxiety kind of infiltrate what's going to happen next? Or do you um, remind yourself what you've done so far and potentially ask for support too? So I think that's another thing that is really important about what you said, that you and your friends, you come out of the exam together and you support each other. And I think being able to get support from other people and support other people, that's a way to build mental toughness almost. Like, Building that together is easier than building it alone, uh, potentially. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And a lot of things too, like when you're in, so I like how you said, don't ruminate on it. And I think the important thing is like, recognize the emotion is there. So you're not ignoring it and then let it go. You don't have to keep focusing on it. And sometimes that's really hard to do. And so letting somebody else help you through that by reminding you is also really great. So like, I will say my family is really good. Like whenever I'm freaked out before a test or waiting on grades, they're like, okay, but every single time it's been fine. And they help put it back in perspective in a way that when I'm in that state, I really can't. Um, And I think that's one of the things like family does it. Like you said, I talk to my friends and we like help each other. And I think even with tutoring, like that's one of the goals of the tutors is to really help you refocus and say, hey, this is normal. You're not the only person that's been through this and we're going to help you through it in a way that only people who have had to study for the MCAT, take the MCAT, apply to med school, get into med school, like in all of those phases have really experienced because it is kind of a unique thing. And a lot of times, like while your family and friends support you in one way, it's the people who are going through this journey with you, they have to support you in a different way. Yeah. I think the way that you brought up perspective is a really big thing about it as well. Like the test can feel so big and so important, which it is important and it is big. But if you isolate yourself during your MCAT prep, for example, from your family, if you don't need tutoring, if you don't talk to anybody else that has taken the exam, if you don't participate in your social life anymore, which is that can happen. Like prep feels so big that you feel like you don't have time for that stuff. But once you isolate yourself, that's when those thoughts sneak in that are like, I'm not doing well. I am seeing like, that my score, like all you really have are your scores, which maybe you're plateauing, maybe they're going down, maybe they're fluctuating. Having someone else there to support you and put it all back into perspective and remind you that you've done so much so far and you deserve to be kind to yourself at the same time is is really, really important, I think. So we've gone through the aspects of grit. So just to repeat those for you guys again, we had commitment, resilience, and mental toughness. Those three together, you would be unstoppable um, for the MCAT, I feel like, or at least on the on the right track mindset-wise, which is a huge part of the exam. So I think now going into the development piece of grid is really important as well. So you guys can know how to kind of develop these skills. If like Ariana said, maybe you find that you're lacking in commitment. Maybe you find that 
you're struggling with resilience. That's a huge one. So yeah, now we're just going to go into how to develop grit and the aspects of grit that we just talked about. Yeah. So I think there are two ways when thinking about developing grit, like how we can approach it. So the first is just like kind of overall life, like how do we do it? And then the second piece is like, how do you connect this back to the MCAT to like make it applicable? And so I think starting with just life in general, like you have to practice. And so like we said, with several of these things, like you don't just wake up one day. Well, maybe you do. I don't wake up one day and go like, oh yes, it's okay. I'm about to take a seven and a half hour exam, but I'm going to crush it. Like I'll score in the 90th percentile. Like it's all good. Like that's not really how it happens. And so I think having to do what we talked about, like recognizing, okay, I'm having an issue in this area. Today is just not a good day for me. And maybe you have one area you struggle in all the time, or maybe it fluctuates depending on where you are. So I think recognizing and then putting it into practice, whether it's by saying, okay, I'm really upset how this practice test went and I'm going to go through it and break it down, but I'm not going to hold on to it is like an example of how you do that. And so it's just so important to practice how you're going to kind of get through these different things you just listed off for us. For sure. And practicing how to do that is super important. And I think that's the reason why we're here and why we're in this podcast, of course, is because if you don't know what grit is, if you don't know the aspects of grit and like where you might be lacking, it's harder to practice because you don't really know why you're feeling like a certain way or what you need to build really. And so practicing is super important, but also focused practicing and being aware while you're practicing what exactly it is that you need to build. Maybe you're committed, you're very committed, that's amazing. But noting that and then saying to yourself, I'm not really feeling like my resilience is really there. I have trouble bouncing back and that's completely valid. And so building that, practicing that skill specifically and and reminding yourself that it is an aspect of grit along with commitment and you need all of the aspects to kind of fully encompass it. So yeah, definitely practice, of course, is always going to help you. And then the second portion of grit, and we have already talked about, you know, how grit is passion and perseverance kind of linked together is the passion piece. So reminding yourself why you're on this journey to begin with, I feel like this is something that we talk to students a lot about is, again, the perspective. So if you feel really isolated, if you feel like you are struggling with the exam and and going from test to test, just reminding yourself that you are here to become a doctor and you're passionate about it. And if you put everything you have into it, you can get there. And the main goal at the end is kind of what you're working towards. So that can kind of help with the discouragement piece, I think. Totally. And I think a big misnomer students see is or that they think is like, well, maybe if I'm like not passionate about it or if I'm doing well, then I am passionate about it. And I think you, in some ways you you need it to get through the MCAT, but you also have to separate it. And I think I'm an example of this. I did like perfectly fine on my admissions test to dental school, even though I would say my level of passion for dentistry and medicine are different. And so I think recognizing that Passion doesn't, you can't equate that to like test scores or how you're doing, whether that's lower scores or higher scores. Instead, it's like your intrinsic desire. Like, why do I want to do this? And you need to like write that down. And I will say both times I took admissions tests, dental school and med school, like I had my reasons why. And those reasons really helped drive me to like take the test and do well. Now is one stronger than the other? Yes. And I obviously went that direction, but both times I was very clear with myself, like, this is why I'm doing this. This is the end goal and I'm going to get through it. And so I think 
it's always helpful to know that exactly like you said, like, why, why are you doing this? What makes you want to do this? Because it's not something you just do for fun necessarily. Yeah. This might like bring up questions for you, which is always good. If you're taking the MCAT, let's say, I mean, look at my situation. I took the MCAT and I'm not going into the medical field and I found passion somewhere, apparently not sure exactly what I was passionate about, but maybe if I had sat down at the beginning of that journey and said, why am I doing this? What is it about this test? What is it about this journey that I'm excited about that is going to get me through like all the struggles that the MCAT is going to put me through? Maybe then, you know, I would have realized earlier that the medical field wasn't for me and I wouldn't have had to take the MCAT at all. But that being said, you can get passion from all sorts of different places. I do think I had passion for knowledge and learning and things like that and continued education. And so I think that's where the passion was for me. I was goal oriented. And if that passion comes out in that way for you, that's great as well. So you can always develop that, but definitely make sure that there's some sort of passion there and you can always be critical about it as well. Like, is this really what I want? And if the answer is yes, then the passion should be there. And the MCAT is just a piece of the journey. So that's something to remember on, on your way there. I think it's a great point And it's like super important. And I, especially coming from both of us having both shifted, but in opposite ways, like you definitely can find passion in other places. I would say how I did my dental admissions test was very similar and questioning You're right. It could come up and it's really important that it does come up in some ways, because like you said, it can, I like, applied to dental school, spent money interviewing in dental schools. Like if you're passionate, that's great. But if not, it can end up being a waste of your time. So embrace the questions and make sure it's what you want to do too. Yeah, definitely. Allow yourself to second guess yourself. That's completely fine. And and sometimes you'll say yes, sometimes you'll say no. But overall, we think those are like the best two pieces of advice for developing this type of perseverance and, and grit that is required for the MCAT. And just overall, this exam requires a lot of failure. It requires you to confront over and over again, discouragement and anxiety and stress. And that ultimately is um, why grit is so important and why you have to take the exam in the first place. I know it doesn't feel sometimes as though like it's helping anyone, but you know, Ariana can speak to this probably more. But as you go forward in medical school, being able to persevere, being able to get through with like will and determination will help you immensely with the things that are coming up for you. Yeah, definitely. I think like you said, failure is a big one. Like you're never going to get through anything without failing. So it's better to just figure out how do you cope with it and how do you move forward and how do you learn from that? Um, And in medical school, it doesn't go away either, just like real life. And so I will say like something that I started with the MCAT that carried over is after every exam, I go back through and I'm like, okay, where did I struggle? What can I do? And like every test I build on that. And at a certain point, like maybe I struggled because I took too much time off. Okay, that's one thing. But if I know what I did wrong, it's really helpful going forward and saying, okay, I messed up this time. Like next time I'm going to do it like this. And I think you have to recognize that. And the same thing with the passion, like when you get in school, you're going to learn some tedious things that you don't really feel like are relevant or true necessarily. And so having to say, okay, why am I doing this? And again, maybe it's not just patient care, although that's a big aspect. Maybe it's like you said, like I love learning and I want to understand how things happen. I think that's just as valid and really is an integral piece in like getting through medical school is having a passion to learn and to understand as well as working with patients. 
Um, and yeah, I would just remember as you're going through the MCAT, like it is a test partially to determine, like, do you have the grit to stick out something that's not easy because it's not easy, which is what you're going to need in medical school because medical school shockingly is also not easy. And so I think that's just something you have to keep in mind. Like it's okay to fail. You're going to fail. Use it as an opportunity, the growth mindset, again, an opportunity to learn and move forward. Yeah. You know, it doesn't only apply to medical school as well. And I wanted to say this earlier, I took the MCAT and I'm not going, obviously I've said this 12 times, but I took the MCAT and I'm not going to medical school, but I do still think the MCAT benefited me. Developing grit has helped me just in life to, you know, when things don't go a certain way. So let's like talk about the pandemic. I took the MCAT before the pandemic. So I developed that grit beforehand. And then things obviously career-wise were really difficult for people coming out during the pandemic during that time and trying to develop things and being frustrated that you know certain things couldn't work out and being able to persevere and being able to kind of be tough and resilient when things potentially don't work out or when you have to fail before you can like move on and have success like that's something that'll benefit you going forward in whatever you do. So if you're taking the MCAT right now, just keep that in mind that this skill set will benefit you. And it might seem hard right now, but like Ariana said, it will get better and it will benefit you in medical school as well. Um, Totally. And like you said, uh, a good thing, like uh, something that professors always say is like medical school is not a bubble and life still happens. And so, yeah, you need these skills for medical school, but you need them for life too. And when you're juggling both or any sort of graduate school or jobs and some other obligation, like a family, you have to have grit. So again, like this is the opportunity to develop it, like you said, and use it in life. Definitely. I feel like we have talked grit to death now, but hopefully you guys just have an idea about, you know, what it is, how you can develop it and why it is. We just think it is so important, both for medical school and just for life in general. So if if you guys want to read further about grit, there's an article called What is Grit and How to Develop It for a Successful Life by Ashley Elizabeth on Lifehack. That's a great article to read if you want to know more about grit there. So I think in the end, like the most important things to keep in mind about grit is what we started with. There are these principles of grit, but you can develop them. They are not set in stone. If you're struggling in one area, it doesn't mean you don't have it. It just means you need to grow a little more. And so keep in mind that growth mindset and that'll take you so far. And then recognizing that these skills are things that, like we just said, like you will use throughout life. And so embrace kind of the opportunity to learn it versus thinking of it like, oh, I just have to do this for the MCAT. Think about it as I'm like growing as a person. So really tied hand in hand with grit is that growth mindset. Yeah, you're going to grow from this exam. We believe in you guys and we know that you have the grit it takes to get through everything that this exam is going to throw at you. If you guys enjoy this podcast, consider leaving a short review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Um, It takes less than 30 seconds and it would help us a lot just to know what you guys think of everything we've been going through. If you have feedback, you can also email us at team at mcatmastery.net. We always love hearing feedback about all of our projects. So yeah, just let us know what you guys think about the podcast. And for more strategy related tips, um, we're also developing a strategy course that we're going to be releasing soon. So look forward to that coming soon from us. Thanks so much for coming on, Ariana. That was super awesome. And I'm sure we'll be having more conversations soon. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed talking about it. And I hope that this is helpful for everybody going forward. And just remember, like you're not alone and you can do it.
yeah, good luck studying, guys. Hey everyone, this is Monica again, and before you go, I just want to remind you that if you're not receiving our daily free MCAT strategy and success story emails yet, definitely be sure to sign up for those at mcatmastery.net slash free course. In addition to that, if you feel like you might need personalized help with the exam and would like to have an MCAT mentor kind of look at your situation and help you identify exactly what's holding your score back, you can look into that too at mcatmastery.net slash mcatmentors. And lastly, and most importantly, we just want you guys to know that you have what it takes to succeed on this exam. We know the MCAT is intimidating, and when you get a score that's lower than you expected on a practice or on the real thing, it's so easy to feel discouraged or frustrated or even hopeless about the exam. We get it. A lot of us have been there. So we want to give you the guidance that we wish we'd had when we were in your shoes. And that's what these interviews are for. That's what our emails are for. We want you guys to be able to feel confident again. And most importantly, be able to see that med school admission is possible. And it's not out of your reach at all. So thanks again for listening. And remember that every top scorer, every med student, and every doctor made it through this journey. So you can do it too. You guys got this. Thank you.